You're listening to Vanguard Radio. All one word, 88.com. That's Final Solutions. Is it Solution or Solution? Solution without the S. Okay. FinalSolution88.com. Yep. And, uh, and I, visited this, I visited this many times in the past, in particular when I couldn't find uh, some sort of clip or uh, video or uh, image mm-hmm. uh, that I was interested in. I would often go over to your site. That's fantastic. Uh, you've got a great archive. Thank you very and, much. Uh, it, um, it, it has a lot of information over there. Let me, let me bring it up right now. Mm-hmm. Isn't this great? We can do this. FinalSolution88.com. <laughs> uh, I guess someone did someone get FinalSolution.com? Uh, actually, I can't remember what okay. happened with that because I remember playing with a few options. Yeah, and uh, you've got um, a lot of things over there. You've got a forum, too, yep. which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but you've got uh, all kinds of multimedia and video. Yes. And uh, you were saying something about your hits over there. What kind of hit counts were you getting? Actually, if you can bear with me, because I've got a couple computers going here at one time. Sure. I've got. Uh, we are at November thirteenth so far. From November first to uh, November thirteenth, I have seven thousand people I have never been to Final Solution before. So that's what's called a unique visitor. Uh-huh. And I have five hundred thousand three hundred. 90 uh, hits so far in 13 days. So basically half a million people in two weeks have been to that site. And I imagine you have a lot of people uh, who are behind the scenes too, right? Uh, uh, Creating content and stories and this type of thing, right? Kind of, sort of. Honestly, Uh I have uh, tremendous help going on right now with one of my uh, senior moderators on the board. Uh, He's he's actually on right now. He's wondering when uh, we're going to take off. And uh, he's been a tremendous help helping the board and stabilizing the board. But actually, the board itself, I kind of take care of all myself. Okay. The the top stories I find throughout the Internet, um, sometimes VNN is, uh, is a prime source of my top stories. Sure. Uh, let's see, multimedia, and a lot of actually all the other stuff is just sifting around. The only thing I really had help on was some of the graphics you'd see on the website. Honestly, it started from a black page, and just I just started one day and started building page after page. I do appreciate the help from my senior moderators on the board. I have two of them. And honestly, everything other than a couple graphics is myself being done alone. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about yourself. And, and Certainly. And... Uh, uh, we discussed you were from the uh, from the north, uh, the northern part of the country. Yep. And uh, what about how old are you? I'm thirty. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And you know I, I you know I, I'm I'm about ten years older than you are, and and uh, anyone who's younger than me, I just feel great that uh, <laughs> that they're in the movement. And you know I, I know that you sacrifice. I I know that um, anyone who is involved, and I know this personally involved in in maintaining and keeping something going like this mm-hmm. it's um it takes enormous stamina yes and uh it takes enormous dedication and drive mm-hmm. and uh it's it's something that um you know sometimes you got to kind of walk away from it and take a break like i did uh yesterday and this weekend mm-hmm. but um it it's something it's it's hard to drop too uh it, it, because it's it's a passion and Absolutely. Yeah, and and so, um, but was there anything that, I mean, uh, maybe your parents or 
you know, I, I've talked in the, in the past in Free Talk Live about things that influenced me, and, you know, obviously, uh, I, at one time, not too long ago, I was not a white nationalist. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though I may have had sentiments uh, that, that coincided with it, uh, mm-hmm. was there something that that happened in your past that, that said, hey, I've got to do something? Honestly, I would say the world's bringing it upon itself. Um, the society and the things we have around us, they're doing it to themselves. They're putting you on the end of the microphone where you are, and they're putting me at the end of the microphone where I am today. Um, it's the world that's changing around us. Some people just have had enough that they're going to start doing something other than complaining. You have to be actually active in some form or another. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just, it's hard to describe, but you can't just not do anything anymore. Yeah. Some people, they, they, uh, you know, they can do, they can do some things. And, mm-hmm. and you know, for, for you and perhaps for me, this is something that, you know, works out. We can do this. Yes. And, uh, and, and so, well, there wasn't anything in particular, you know, I, I, <laughs> You know, I, I uh, you know, I've talked a lot about one of the triggers I- with me mm-hmm. uh, was this. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of them. Was you know this war, and I realized uh, in the run up to the war that uh, uh, you know I was told all these things that happened mm-hmm. uh, that there were weapons of mass destruction uh, and that um, uh, you know that Al Qaeda was there and yes. all these type of things. Yes, and uh, I was kind of you know on the path to white nationalism at that point, but when the when the when the United States had established itself in the region there, and there mm-hmm. were no <laughs> there were no weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, so <laughs> essentially you're getting. I realized, hey man, there's something wrong here, and then I started asking even more questions. Yep. and that really put me to the on the road to white nationalism even stronger. Mm-hmm. And because uh, uh, then I found out what the white nationalist positions were, and you know, w- one thing that I stumbled upon was uh, Duke's site about this time. Yep. And uh, he was hitting it hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I started listening to him. And I, you know, I got kind of a different perspective on things. Duke is a is someone that you know is um, oh he's a complicated fic- you know he's kind of a complicated person in terms of the movement in some ways, but he's uh. His positions are pretty pretty rock solid. Yes, absolutely. And uh, uh, so uh, that that was something that you know caused me. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you surprised at what happened this Monday or this last Tuesday in the, in, with the elections here? Uh, to be honest, I would I would have to say politics is my absolute weakness. Um, you can almost see a certainty that the Democrats were going to go in, and it was only because of the lies, like you said yourself the weapons of mass destruction. People just don't want anything to do with any direction Bush is going, but going Democratic now only opens a door to this guest worker program, which it's a double-edged sword. It's going to hurt one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Uh, and it, 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 it's, a, it's a short-term th- a sort of thrill mm-hmm. to have, have these people. And, and let's face it, this whole thing was a, a referendum on Bush. Yes. And uh, like I said, very few people know who the hell their congressman is or what their congressman does. Yep. And uh, they get out and they vote on these big issues. And whether that's right or wrong, you know, I don't know. Democracy is kind of a, of a sham. And, you know, I, I know that you have, um, you have uh, uh, a great deal of respect for Adolf Hitler on your site, obviously. Uh, and the uh, site, uh, finalsolution88.com, 
is in many ways a what would you call uh, a veneration <laughs> uh, of the Third Reich. Actually, that's what it started out with. Um, uh-huh. To kind of backpedal a bit, I kind of like you said, if was there anything that started you in it? Things were just changing around the world, like around me myself. Like where I just I was really getting tired of the things I was being fed uh, constantly. Uh, through, like, uh, typical movies. I hate to say uh, Saving Private Ryan, but that's uh-huh. a newer one. But an older one where it was the same far-fetched lies, or you just, something didn't feel right. So I just kind of took to looking into things a bit more. And gas chambers and stuff like that just were not making sense. Things were not what I was being told. So I found uh, Panzerfaust a few years back, and I really enjoyed that site, but unfortunately it came to an end. And without Panzerfaust, I just needed something to continue with, um, something historical. So that's Final Solution was really just born to show the internet-wise, or show the world, like a perspective of history. You know what I mean? Like the world, world War II anyways, like Germany and stuff like that, like a sort of like a perspective of it. I really like the, um, looking at the website now, I like the way it's laid out. I like the colors. How did you choose the colors? Uh, <laughs> just trial and error. And James, I just want to say too, it's absolutely a pleasure to meet you as much as it is, uh, Jeff. You're a great speaker, and you have some fabulous things to say. But uh, actually, the colors were just, uh, they were just by chance. They were just trial and error, playing around with them. Has a, has a really uh, has a really great look to it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, one of the things that, was a, a leap for me, and it really solidified my uh, ideological moorings, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, <laughs> was understanding the whole World War II thing and understanding that uh, the German defeat uh, and, of course, uh, the role, and I'll just talk about the United States, the role of the United States in bringing about that defeat was one of the greatest crimes in history. And, of course... I can't tell you, uh, I mean, I can't explain in this show, because there's not enough time, mm-hmm. uh, what, a, what an utter turnover in thinking that is, right? When you, when you make that link, right, when you, when you accept, um, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, playing uh, the World War II games, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up, my father was a World War II veteran, and, uh, and he was in the Pacific Theater, and and you know this I don't when I say this I don't dishonor him uh, because these these political machinations were very far removed from him uh, and 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 these these the great meaning of the war was scarcely understood uh, by him uh, but uh, you know I you know I grew up very much imbued with this idea that this is a righteous thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the men who did it, and it, this 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 mythology still continues with this greatest generation crap, which I think my father would have just chuckled about uh, endlessly. But um, uh, you know, making that break uh, and understanding that you know something went terribly wrong in World War II, and and the <laughs> and that quite bluntly the wrong side won. Uh, it, it, it's too bad the sides didn't. You know, ha- it's too bad it wasn't. The United States, uh, Great Britain, and Germany uh, taking down Bolshevik Russia. Absolutely, uh, that, that would absolutely have been agree way to do it. But unfortunately, a very strong-willed man uh, got in the way, and that was uh, Winston Churchill. He he has his part to play, and 
but of course, James mentioned him tonight in a very not so flattering way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, anyway, I'm just saying that you know, uh, did you uh, was there some point in your understanding of what happened or? or what I mean is, but, uh, growing up here, I mean, the influences probably weren't that different for you. No, no, honestly, they weren't. It was just, even in high school, it was just having an interest in history, but thinking. It's one of those things where if you can't count up a U.S. election, like vote-wise, and without having some sort of wrong count and numbers and that, but you're going to hold true a six million figure so much so that you're willing to put people in jail for just actually questioning it, that kind of makes me a little you know, skeptical that you want to ask a second question. Why are you being so fussy with this? Like, why are you being so sticky? So, if, to me, it, it really, honestly, it started with uh, the six million and with the uh, the gas chambers. I thought those were the best two things to start uh, investigating and to go from there. And when you actually start looking into that and how hard, and you see, you know, gentlemen like David Irving in jail for even explaining and talking about this, it really gets worrisome. It, it starts to say, what are you hiding? You know? So... Now, you you still have the liberty, James, do you not, in your country, of uh, discussing uh, the uh, Holocaust incident, right? Yeah, the Holocaust is, uh, for the moment, is not banned. We can still openly talk about the six million, or we can evenly go down to the great um, parts of free speech in Hyde Park and and chortle away about the Holocaust being a lie and not being arrested yet. You know, James, there was another uh, article here uh, that I was running. Uh, I always read IHR, uh, their uh, their site, and I believe this was also from the Times. And I found it, I found it to be rather shocking. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, it had to do with um, who won World War II, and this is from the Times newspaper in London. And mm-hmm. basically, this writer, I believe his name was Davies, uh, uh, he put out a he put out a, he, an editorial in the Times. Uh, here it is. Uh, this might be something you want to put up on your website, uh, uh, FS. Thank you. Uh, this, yeah, the Sunday Times, uh, a review. Uh, this is by uh, Norman Davies. Is that it? Let me make sure I got the name right here. Yeah, Norman Davies, and he's saying that um, how we, and of course he means we, uh, Great Britain in this case, uh, did not win the war, but the Russians did. Uh, Britain and America still insist they defeated the Nazis in the face of overwhelming evidence that really they were minor partners in this uh, affair. Uh, and his, he gives a quote from, uh, it's, it's so bad that the, the tremendous talents of this man were, were, were put to such bad use, but they give a quote here to, to um, of Winston Churchill, and, and this is a quote, uh, history will be kind to me because I intend to write it, said Winston <laughs> Churchill. Awful. <laughs> yeah, and of course he wrote that huge multi-volume uh, uh uh, uh, <laughs> uh, history of the war, uh, which I believe is uh, is out of print, but uh, mm-hmm. I imagine it's very well written, knowing Winston Churchill. But um, uh, and then he goes on in this article here from the Sunday Times uh, to really suggest on the edges uh, that uh, uh, it wasn't so good that that Germany was defeated, and 
he sort of nibbles on the edges that uh, perhaps uh, Germany should have been our ally. And when he means our, he means Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I consider this to be a huge breakthrough uh, that uh, an, a historian would 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 talk about this. See, yeah, uh, this is uh, his book. It just came out. Europe at War, 1939 to 45. No Simple Victory by Norman Davies. So, uh, some of this stuff that Irving uh, brought out in the in the 70s is starting to kind of bubble up. Absolutely, yes. And it, it's it's long overdue. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, plus I also plus also Jeff, it's it's the the power of of of, of this uh, internet thing, which which the Jews are trying their best to to stifle like crazy, especially what we're doing on it, exposing them for what they truly are. Um, but it is uh, you, you, just like South Africa. I said before, you can put a partial lid, lid on things, but because of this internet, this great white invention, it's over. You you can't you can't put you can't put the lid on on this stuff any longer. Uh, as you as you rightly says, it bubbles to the top, and eventually, like a a pot that's full of. Um, boiling water, it'll eventually bubble over, and if, if, if the pot is on too tight, it'll explode. You, uh, uh, that's exactly right, uh, and you sent to James and I a, uh, a link. Uh, oh, you got that, did you? <laughs> what, what, yes. Tell us about this link and, and, this, and, this, and this article. Uh, can, just can, because I, can I publish this link? Certainly you can. Okay, yep. okay. okay, I want to make sure before I you know, put it on the form. Okay, yep. tell us about this. Actually, yeah. while you were busy, like while you were just describing that a uh, little bit that you were about, uh, you know, typically, you know, the best people didn't win the war. This article was from a gentleman I've been in contact recently who, when it comes to World War II, being that I'm only 30, I've got too much to learn, so much to learn. Mm-hmm. You can never know enough about anything. And the gentleman that owns this website, um, History Buff, He's almost become more than a friend, more like a mentor, because I'm constantly learning. Well, this is just a page from his website, like like a link from it. Okay. And it really just it sums it up better than anything, just in the title alone. But I figured if, if somebody on the forum had a chance to read the article, it's just tremendous, because like it says, the best men didn't win. And that speaks volumes. It means, essentially, you know what I mean, the wrong people joined forces in, against Germany. Yeah, let me. Uh, I'm going to put this link on the forum, along with the one from the to- uh, Times. Uh, the Russians won the war, and there's another uh, historian y- you might want to look into. Uh, uh, the Russians won the war, and this is another British historian. And you know, I attribute um, the the well, Britain has had an excellent uh, tradition of, uh, of of historians. Uh, of course, Gibbon, but you know, and also an excellent uh, historian is uh, is uh, Mr. Hume. Mm-hmm. He he wrote a very good book, uh, a history of of, uh, of I guess it would the history of Great Britain. I forgot that's not the title of it, uh, James. But um, he wrote this book back in like 1750, mm-hmm. and it's still considered by some to be the best history of uh, of Great Britain. But um, uh, that's the philosopher uh, was it Robert Hume? Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, I just posted those two links, but um, another British historian just came out, and again, he's nibbling at the at the edges of the truth. And this guy's name was um, 
James, if you if you know this name, let me know. Uh, I think it was Reese Moog, and uh, he he was a Briton. He's not some foreigner, and he's sort of talking about uh, in his book the Holocaust, and he kind of touched upon some uh, sensitive areas on there. Uh, he did not challenge the six million number, but he started. He started nibbling away at the idea that these were uh, camps that were designed uh, for extermination, and what he what he got into the records and started discussing was and started finding was that uh, Hitler, uh, not so much Hitler, but the Third Reich, uh, were were trying very hard to remove the Jews from Europe, mm-hmm. and they set up transit camps uh, for uh, the Jews on their way out of Europe. And they be- and so these camps like Auschwitz and, and Treblinka, they were only meant as a temporary, uh, most of them were only meant as temporary facilities so that their path would be out through the Mediterranean. Uh, and then, and then there was talk of settling them in Madagascar and other places like this, or perhaps even Palestine. And uh, and just basically, they were trying to get them out. And these camps, most of them were just way stations. And then the British Navy, uh, and of course with the um, also the U.S. invasion of uh, of I guess the British there were with us too uh, of North Africa. Uh, yeah, they were. And uh, that was called Operation Torch, uh, sealed off the Mediterranean, and they couldn't get these Jews out. And so these Jews started piling up in these camps, uh, and uh, and they started getting sick. Uh, And then, you know, things like that happened, and a lot of them died in there. And that's basically uh, Reese, R-E-E-S, I think it's Reese Moog, uh, anyway, that's his basic thesis about the whole Auschwitz thing. Now, he doesn't go and say that, hey, this six million is all a bunch of nonsense. Uh, he doesn't do that, but he addresses the the some of the foundations for these camps and why they were built. And he did talk about these cholera epidemics that went through them, uh, which the Germans uh, tried to uh, stop. They actually tried to put an end to the cholera outbreaks. And uh, and and treat the prisoners, uh, but anyway. Oh, yeah, very good points. Yeah, yeah. yeah his uh, his name was it was full name was John Reesmoke. Reesmoke, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he mentioned once he mentioned that these were not extermination camps, as the law and as the legend tells us. We must believe. He said these are not extermination camps. These were transit camps. He was. Like Irving, the big, uh, <laughs> not the bat signal, but the big cross and circle were on him. And he got fingered by the Jews in Great Did Britain. he really? Oh, yeah. He was part of the establishment, John Reesmoke. Once he said that they weren't extermination camps, they were transit camps, uh, he got, just like Irving, Irving got fingered after the destruction of Dresden. Yeah. He, the Jews took very, very great interest in David Irving after the destruction of Dresden. They decided to destroy him after Hitler's war. Yeah, and you know Hitler's war wasn't that really damning of a book, but they're very. Um, these Jews are, are they're 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 like um, 
they're like cats that are perched, and they're they're just waiting for some sort of uh, uh, you know uh, tr uh, transgression or something like this, some, some sort of poor mouse, poor gullible Aryan mouse to walk by, and uh, and and uh, and think he's safe, and then the pounce on him. It, you know, it just so happens. Did you happen to see? Uh, FS that uh, Walmart apparently. Uh, <laughs> yes, I actually did see that with the uh, Totenkopf shirts. Yeah. Yep, that is incredible. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Yeah, for the listeners, uh, apparently that uh, the German Death's Head, uh, which is the skull and crossbones that it's in its own particular style, mm -hmm. uh, um, ended up on T-shirts being sold in Walmart, and then within hours after it was discovered, uh, they they were pulled. Uh, that that's pretty quick. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, you know, over here, James. Um, I don't know if you've seen this too, FS. This uh, these kids today, uh, these these party going kids today, and not necessarily wiggers, but uh, just these you know these party going kids. They they've adopted the skull and crossbone uh, uh, logo, and and I don't know what that's all about. Do we, do any of you guys know what that's all about? No, nope. I wasn't aware of that. I think it goes back to this um, uh, the street, the, these two movies, Pirates of the Caribbean and being. Uh, I think uh, this pirate logo has been usurped by the youth culture of being like you know we're yeah. pirates, we're we're against the system, we're we're they're not really against the system because they're buying the jeans that the system's selling to them. Really, for the most part. That's true, and it's anything to strum up a little bit more anti-Semitism, uh, any more sympathy, because look at how many times Aaron Crosses keep getting dug up. West mm -hmm. Coast Chopper, everybody digs him up, and hey, if it means sympathy for them, let's run with it. Yeah. But it, it's amazing, though, th the one enduring um, fascination about history is that history from 1933 to 1945 it's enduring. It's to people. It's fascinating. You can't go into and probably uh, online and Amazon. If you were to ask Amazon what were their top-selling books, I guarantee you there'd be books about the Third Reich, about National Socialism. There is an enduring uh, mm -hmm. fascination with this period of history. Absolutely. And the more you read about it, the more you read about what happened from 1933 to 1945, then you go back to 1922 when it all first started, then you read all through that, and then the more you read about National Socialism, the more you truly understand it was an ideology for the European people and for the survival of European kind. Mm -hmm. I really Absolutely. liked your comment, James, the other night that that white nationalism uh, is really just uh, national socialism. It, it, the, the terms have basically changed. It's under another name because yeah. national socialism has been, I mean, wrongly, it's been wrongly demonized by the Jew, by, the, by, by, by his media. It's been utterly demonized. So people equate Hitler, national socialism equals evil. So, to get around that, obviously, there's been a, a morphic happening with, with our cause, and white nationalism has came about. But basically, white nationalism is the 21st century version of national socialism. 
did you hear um, FS? Did you hear James's comment about uh, somehow the uh, the national the NSDAP mm-hmm. still kind of ex- uh, underground, still existing in Germany? Yes, actually, I have, and I would absolutely agree with that. Wow. Wow. Actually, it's called the um, the, the Kameradenschaft. Yeah. That's the name they give themselves. I talked I mean, to a German, and he he mentioned this Kameradenschaft, and and he wouldn't he wouldn't tell me what it meant. Uh, he he was kind of hitting at, at it. <laughs> you have to be careful who's listening to you in bubbly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, the conversations I've had with Germans uh, are very uh, carefully worded. Uh, <laughs> you know that they can't even. Um, uh, he was telling me that if. If somebody says something to uh, contradict the official version of history, that it's a crime even to stay silent. Mm-hmm. That you know, you just can't. In other words, if I were to come out and hit, to say to him, uh, "Oh, you know, this whole Jewish nonsense of six million is all a lie," and uh, you know th- that didn't happen that way, and uh, and if he were just to remain silent, and even if he didn't say yes, but if he were just to remain silent. That that could be deemed an offense as well. Oh yeah, I mean it, it is a, it's a criminalization of an ideology. That's what happened. That's what happened. They criminalized that national socialism. They criminalized the NSDAP as a as a political party. It's all and the SS all criminals, criminals, evil people. But what's happening? I mean, did the, the, the NSDAP did not die in 1945. It still went on. It went on uh, into the um, the Reich Party in the 50s. Then that got banned. And then it went underground. And the NSDAP is alive and well. Let me tell you, the cam- the Kameradenschaft are the the comrades of multitudes of nationalist organizations, legal nationalist organizations in Germany. That those people who who are above ground. And supporting the, the, the legal and lawful organisations, but there are also comrades who are not part of the uh, up above ground organisations who remain in the shadows. And uh, but you know it's it, it's all intertwined, and you know they they all agree on the one thing that if the NSDAP becomes legal one day, then all these all all these other organisations would fall into it eventually. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Actually, just echoing what you just said there, James, uh, right on my site, I have something similar to what you just almost said word for word. Uh, right on uh, a page I have called uh, National Socialist is uh, the German Reich did not perish in 1945. It still exists as a national and people state because of illegal apprehensions of the members of the Reich government. Um, just basically, I, I didn't want to read the whole thing, but the, it's echoes just what you said right there yourself. It, yep. You know? Simply ceased to exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's it's still, it's still there. there. It's still there in the shadows. It's still absolutely. There. It's still there in the underground. The parts yes. still parts still alive and well. Yep, absolutely. It just simply lost its uh, its ability to function. But you know, it does yep. not mean that it does not exist. And thanks again to the 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 founding fathers of uh, the United States of America, they must have had a crystal ball. Because the propaganda arm of the NSDAP is based in Lincoln, Nebraska, 
which Comrade Lauk, he, uh, he, he sends thousands of propaganda pieces to Germany every, <laughs> every month. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really, I, I can't imagine someone here doesn't, anyone listening tonight does not know the story of Lauk, of Gary Lauk. Uh, he's a Nebraskan and... Uh, He's one of the. Do you yeah. know? Let me tell you right now. He's one of the true American heroes of, of of our time. He really is. I mean, he went to he went to Denmark to speak at a National Socialist meeting. The Zionist occupational governments of Denmark and Germany conspired. He was our lawful National Socialism in Denmark is legal. Is that they right? Yeah, they conspired after Comrade Lauk spoke at this Danish National Socialist meeting. The Danish police arrested him, drove him to the border, and the German police were waiting there for him. He got arrested and he spent five years in jail, in prison. You know... uh, uh you know, James, it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, and, and, and again, I, I believe it was William Pierce that went into this. I mean, uh, in many ways, I think Pierce is the unsurpassed uh, 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 voice of what we're doing right now. Uh, it, it, the guy just did such a great job. Uh, in my William opinion. Pierce, William Pierce, yeah. one, of the great, one of the great, one of the great educators of of, of, of our movement. Even though he was no longer with us, he still educates from the grave. That's how important these broadcasts are for our mm-hmm. people. What but we're doing is very, very important by uh, elucidating what we're talking about, getting the message out, and especially with, with, with young people who are who are fascinated with national socialism. It is it's a total fascination with people, mm-hmm. um, bringing them in and educating them and telling them that. What we believe in is not evil. It's not evil. It's the truth, what we believe in. Mm-hmm. You've been fed a line by the Jew and his, and his media. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Just, you know something? It, it's so funny. Once you become a white nationalist, uh, uh, you really begin to understand history in a totally different way. And I remember some years ago... Uh, and I know many of you are going to be shocked by, by what I say t- right now. And, and I, I read a book by Victor Davis Hanson, who who really sold his soul to the neocons and continues to do so. But he, he's he's a classically trained historian, and he, he's written some very interesting things. And and he was talking about um, the Western way of war, and uh, he makes some very good points there. And I, I think that's a very good book. I think in, in Britain it was called The Western Way of War. In the United States it was called... Um, Carnage and culture. I do recommend reading the book. Perhaps you don't want to buy it, considering uh, who he is. But um, he was talking about the uh, Hitler's invasion of uh, of Russia in this book, and he pointed out an aspect of that war I had never considered. But um, and it had to do with in the context of of, um, multilateralism, which is a which is a phrase in diplomatic circles that came up. Uh, during the Iraq War, and that meant that meant that you know that there would be like a, a huge number of nations that would join together in a single purpose to to attack another nation, and that, that's the context of multilateralism. 
And do you know what he pointed as an example of multilateralism? Now, he was not in favor of it, but that was Hitler's invasion of Russia. Hmm. And, and, and Hitler's invasion of Russia, you had people from all over the world. You had nations, of most of the nations of Europe, that sent their men to, in Hitler's legions mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to invade Russia. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not talking about the Russian people. I know that they, they don't quite understand where we're coming from always. But right. uh, uh, I have nothing against Russian Aryans. But mm-hmm. we're talking about what Hitler hated in Russia, I firmly believe, was the Jew Bolshevik. Absolutely. And, and he, he's, there were Spanish troops there. There were mm-hmm. French troops there. There were mm-hmm. Belgian troops there. There were Dutch troops there. They mm-hmm. were, I mean, probably ever. And of course, the Eastern European countries were quite thick. Uh, Bulgaria and Romania. Uh, they uh, they sent a lot of troops. Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they put a lot of troops into that effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so, uh, yeah, this is an unknown, really an unknown aspect of that war. Mm-hmm. Uh, Europe wanted Russia gone. I mean, when I say Russia, again, I mean Jew Bolshevik. Yep, you're talking about an ide- ideology, not a race. Yes. Yes. And I, I'm sorry about re- using this generic term of Russia for, for not people at all. that are Russians on, on this board and that are from Slavic descent, because I'm talking about Jew Bolshevik Russia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's a really fascinating thing, isn't it, uh, uh, to, to consider that... Uh, and, and, you know, it, it tells you what a, a terrific job... The uh, that official history has played in our lives, right? Because we somehow have, at least growing up here, I kind of had the uh, feeling that everybody hated Hitler and that uh, he had some sort of demonic death grip over the people that he influenced, right? And that only the the good graces of the U.S. Army, of course, in our case, that you know we broke this death grip that Hitler had upon the peoples of Europe. And, uh, and and save the peoples of Europe, including Germans, of course, and uh, and save them from the awful tyranny of Adolf Hitler. But in fact, that's, yeah, go ahead. That's one of the things I have against uh, Winston Churchill. Uh, he did a great article, and it's online, uh, 1922 Illustrated Sunday Herald, about the re- revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. Read this article. Winston Churchill doesn't doesn't mince his words in this article. He <laughs> it's amazing when you first read this. He yeah. comes and he goes through it all and basically says, yes, the Russian Revolution was the takeover of, of the Russian people by Jews. Now, here's this same politician where one of the great revolutions, one of the great peaceful re- revolutions ever was the German National Socialist Revolution. There's never been such a peaceful revolution. And I use the word revolution, quote-unquote, in history. Hey, uh, I agree entirely. And, and, and when someone told me that, of course, this was a peaceful revolution, you know, I, I honestly, I thought about it, and you know, that's entirely true. Uh, mm-hmm. Hitler came to power peacefully in Germany. Uh, of course, you know, he had to do a lot of battles with the Kikes, and mm-hmm. the communists, but that was the rules of game. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, uh, you know, that was that was necessary uh, because you you couldn't advance any other way. Uh, say, uh, FS, I have a message here from Billy Bob. Okay. And Billy Bob is a, is a is a man who is very focused, mm-hmm. and um, and he says 
we're, we've kind of gotten into an historical sort of look at things here. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, quote, FS, he said, the kikes would rather us analyze history instead of foreseeing the kikes' next move and attempting to thwart him. Current events, what's happening right now? What is the writing on the wall for tomorrow? That's what he wants to know. So how do you counter him and, and tell him that, you know, it's very important what we now talk about? Uh, basically, I'd say those who don't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't... Ex- basically, I would just focus on the six million thing for a big reason. You make that against Alana. I don't like being stuck in the past or with history, but Israel got delivered off a lie. It's a blood state. Now, if you can expose this lie that they're protecting, which it is a lie. There's no way six million people died. There's no Holocaust. They tried it twice, World War I and World War II. If you can expose it, you get a lot of favoritism from the world and sympathy away from them. So you can try fighting tomorrow, but I'd rather you know, try and pluck an arm off a fighter I'm going to ma- face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to learn from history, and there's a lot of mistakes you can repeat if you don't look behind or you know, back over your shoulder. So it's good to look forward, but don't forget you know, what did happen yesterday either. So that's and, and as, sorry, far as, go ahead. as far as your website goes, uh, you have a, a, a top story section there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that, and that's updated now. Uh, well, it's updated today. You have a story <laughs> on a black firefighter. Uh, who is uh, trying to squeeze some money out of the gullible Aryans. Yeah. Uh, uh, y- you know, what about, I mean, um, let's talk about the movement, uh, FS. We had a an, kind of an interesting uh, discussion a few days ago on Free Talk Live. I don't remember if it was last Friday's or the one before. Mm-hmm. About, yeah, it was with Rounder, actually. It was, it was a show with Rounder. And we are, in the United States... Uh, kind of in the middle of a crisis uh, in our movement. Yes. A- and I, uh, you know, I don't know what to do, actually. And I, as we opened the show with, I'm doing everything I, c- I know how to do, and mm-hmm. that's just outreach mm-hmm. and, uh, and and general spreading of the message. But, you know, unlike Europe, we're not, we, we are, our movement here is really retarded. And it, 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 it's stuck in the mud. There's no question. Yeah. Like, to me, you've got to go with your strengths. I am not a leader. I, if I was in a war, would be a grunt. I've got to admit it. You've got to know too. where you know. Actually, no. You are a fantastic speaker. Like, say, Hitler, for example. <laughs> he was not a general. He was not somebody that was met for military. He would never have started a war on two fronts. He was a great speaker and should have been you know, limited to that. You are a great speaker. You, like myself, I'm still very nervous and uncomfortable on the mic, uh, very speeding along, because, again, I'm just scared senseless here. But <laughs> you're great. You're comfortable, and that's good. You can reach people, like, uh, you know, Dr. Pierce. It's just a comfort. But we're kind of stalling out right now. And yeah. like you say, we need some sort of direction. I'm still waiting for Commander Rockwell to stand up and I just know. start slapping people in the head, you know what I mean, saying, get some focus and direction. Um Final Solution was supposed to be a historical site. It, when uh, I can't remember which site it was. Uh, Panzerfaust. When it fell, that was basically my home to visit after work and stuff like that. I came up with Final Solution as a war site. It just it migrated into current events, uh, media. With the video clips I do, 
Uh, they're honestly maybe my top stories are biased because all I show is like this guy alleged racism pays two point seven million. It's a joke. Some black guy tried making ignorant noises like a dog, so the rest of the crew in the firehouse fed him dog food. I think it's hilarious, but this moron got $2.7 million crying racism. So my top stories, they tend to be biased, but you know what? They're in the news. You just have to look for them. Yeah. Um, my, my video clips, much like boot girls, they might seem a little biased again, but all I do is give what the black people give me. If they're going to riot in the streets, I'm just going to use that video clip and say, isn't diversity great? And sign a final solution. I really am not clever. I didn't do nothing. You gave me the footage. So, you know something, the thing, the thing that, 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 you know, it kind of answering Billy Bob's point here, mm -hmm. uh, the, for, for, you know, I know people make fun of the, uh, the regalia of, uh, the Third Reich, mm -hmm. and, and I think the Jews largely have turned it into kitsch, uh, uh but, you know, I, I think their uniforms are very, very nice. Of course, now, do I, you mean I, I like I like I, of course I like the British khaki uniform too, and the and the lobster back uniform. But that's another whole thing. But uh, the, the the look and the style of the Third Reich is quite impressive. And you mm -hmm. know what, uh, Billy Bob was talking about. What do we do next? You know, I really believe that a lot of young white nationalists are very much attracted to the whole mystique mm -hmm. in a positive way of the Third Reich. Mm -hmm. And and look no further than Boot Girl, the person you just mentioned. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> the first video I saw of her, she was sitting behind uh, what, what the, the flag of the German Empire with a swastika on it. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, I agree fully. And she's a lot younger than I am. Yeah. And yeah, I know what you mean. That's good to see. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, it, it seduces the flakes out there, and you do have yeah, conflicts with, say, the uh, NSM, and you know you get the costumes and that, and that doesn't really help us because I'll have a lot more respect for a, a white nationalist wearing a suit and tie. A lot quicker than I see a guy showing up at a rally with a German helmet on from the Wehrmacht, and I'm thinking, you know what? Unless you're expecting mortar attack soon, do you want to take the helmet off? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, I so, see your point. You know, so what? 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 What would you like to comment up, upon the? Uh, Okay, the only the only version of national socialism I've seen and been witness to as a white nationalist was the NSM. Mm -hmm. the, the, and and what what's your overall opinion of them? Or would you like um, to share it? Certainly, absolutely. I think anybody that has white skin and actually cares about our race, I'll donate my time to you. Um, I will donate anything on Final Solution to you if you want a page and you want to tell the world about yourself but you don't know how to make a page or get it out to be I'm more than willing to help you you can be Stormfront you can be the NSM you can be just some Joe that just wants to get uh, a few skinheads going as long as you care you know I'm, I don't have any gripes about different groups it could be hammer skins it could be anything you just have to care the sooner we all start getting on the same page though the better mm-hmm that's the problem. We're too divided into too many separate little groups. You got Bill White making fun of these guys, and and other people making fun of Stormfront because they're too weak. So yeah, you see, th this is a real problem for our movement right now, and, and, and we we are. Um, and again, I can only talk about the problems. I don't have an answer, and and I'm sorry, but and and I know people will criticize me for that. I don't know what the solution is, but we we have a situation in which the movement has stalled out, mm -hmm. and and now. Uh, there are people in this movement that 
are using each other as fodder for yeah. their own uh, uh, to, to maintain interest, right? Yep. So they they turn on each other, and and you know we're, we're all in a very frustrating situation, and I've probably made a few enemies along the way too, mm-hmm. and 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 you know I've probably said careless things or or not not thought something through properly, and in, in those cases I apologize, but you know uh, we we're stalled out now, and and when I see other other people. You know, chewing on other uh, on other white nationalists. You know, just just grind. Now, you know, honest criticism is one thing, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uh, you know, making you know ma- making hay out of another white nationalist leader or activist for entertainment or or to run them down to to build you up, that just turns me off, man. I totally agree. Oh. When we first decided to do our area matters programs, myself and Lee Gardner decided, okay, we have to look at the bigger picture here. And what we have, and we described this on one of our early programs, is that, especially in the United States, where there's basically no focus, but it's like a big jigsaw. There's no focus. There's no focus, but it's basically um, everyone's doing their bit for the cause. So we made this pledge not to attack anybody because everyone has their different ways about doing things, but we're all going in the, in the same direction, but all on the same road. So we treat everybody in, in our programs, everyone equally has equal worth because we're all doing the same thing for the common good. And that's why everyone, everyone should look at, that, look at it that way. That's so excellent, James. I agree. That we're doing everything for the common good. We yep. shouldn't be attacking everybody. And we we made this pledge when we started our radio program that we, we would not attack anybody, and we would uh, just keep for the common good. Because mm-hmm. everyone is everyone is everyone is trying their best here. They really are. Mm-hmm. They are trying their best, and uh, we have to be positive and push forward. That's all mm-hmm. we can do in at the moment. Just push forward, mm-hmm. educate. Educate and stimulate. That's the main thing that we that we need to do. Actually, his education, I think, would be exactly what I'd echo in voice to. Um, back to Billy Bob for a second. He, uh, he, you don't want to look into the history, but there's a lot of lies there. I think people need to know the truth because if you two gentlemen, if somebody said, "What do you think of when you hear the word Nazi or Hitler or anything?" You think about what? What's the first word that comes to your mind? Usually with me, it's racism or hate, right? Yeah. It's evil. Yeah, it's evil. Exactly. Now, I've got pictures on Final Solution that have got black men in the Wehrmacht, Asians, East Indians. Where's the Mm -hmm. racism? You've got to help me here, because to me, I see the truth. And if somebody thinks that there's hate and racism to the German army, well, you know what? Look at the pictures, because they show it. I also got pictures of, like, uh, you know, the old lies, the uh, lamps were made out of human skin. Uh, just the craziest things that you should never even been told or fed, but they're there. So I would, any day I would love to debate somebody that thinks Nazism is wrong, or was wrong back then, by giving them hardcore facts and truth and honesty and say, you know what, you have been lied to. But I'm all too willing to show you a picture of uh, the USS Liberty with a hole in it and say, I'll tell you who shot that one, though. Yeah. So here's truth, but then you've got to look to the future. Yep. and find out where we can get ourselves back on track. A little dose of the past to say, you've been lied to, and how do we get ourselves into the future? And I would say with our youth, with our kids, with Boot Girl, 
know what I mean? You know, uh, about the racial issue, and, and you know, there's no doubt that you know people in 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 the Reich, you know, uh, were inflamed when when the French brought in niggers into the Rhineland. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that said, uh, I watched a videotape of uh, Leon de Grel. Oh yeah, beautiful, yeah. wonderful, yeah. And he was talking about how he thought that national socialism was a blessing for all races, mm-hmm. and that all races uh, should be national socialist within their sphere, mm-hmm. and, and and that they should pursue their own national racial interests uh, in the same way that the German national socialists did, and and that they should defend their interests and that they should. Uh, achieve the highest potential the, of their race uh, in a national socialist way, and, uh, and that was Leon de Grel. And mm-hmm. he, if you don't know, if I can't believe anyone wouldn't know who he is, but uh, it's L E O N, L E O N D E G R E L L E Leon de Grel, and you he's, can see he's his playing. Wikip- he's Wikipedia. He's playing. He, he's playing on YouTube right now, Jeff. What's that, James? <laughs> He's playing on YouTube right now. Yeah, and he was a hero of the Third Reich. Absolutely. And uh, uh, apparently uh, Hitler said uh, something like, you know, uh, if I had a son, it'd be you or something like that. So. Yep, you're exactly right, yes. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about, um, you know, great men of history, and, and Americans would include George Washington in that, and, uh, uh, and of course... Uh, uh, Adolf Hitler. Uh, it's so it, it seems to be it seems to be at first glance common that these great men of history are childless. Hmm. Yeah, That's, yeah. Napoleon too. Napoleon. Um, uh, other people uh, they don't they don't have children. Uh, uh, Here's something for you. This is a historical tidbit for all those. Uh, people out there. Did you know that Adolf Hitler used to give um, the soldiers of the Muslim Waffen-SS mini Qurans? You know, nope. I, I, I have heard that. that and, and you know, I hear these things coming out of, um, like, front page mag, uh, and uh, I hear these stories about Hitler and, uh, and Islamist, uh, Isla- Islamic uh, things and they usually come out of of Jewish publications. So, is it true? Is it not true? I don't know. This is totally true. I've got this from a, a really great historian who ha- happens to be the director of the IHO. Wow. Uh, I, you know, it, it, it. But or you know, the thing is, I mean, what can you make out of that? I mean, uh, Hitler also apparently dabbled in like the Thula Society and things like that. So, it's really hard to know what that means, though. I don't think Hitler was uh, with the Tula Society. Hess was involved in all that. Okay. Uh, Hitler was not. Uh, Hitler, Hitler's favorite magazine was Ostara. Ostara was an anti, anti-Jewish magazine in the 1920s in Germany. It was a very popular anti-Jewish magazine, by the way, in Germany. <laughs> and Hitler had every issue. Well. Even I think he mentions in Mein Kampf where he, 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 he in Vienna... Uh, was a Munich or Berlin? I can't remember. He goes and he has like three or four issues to make up his his pack of having every issue of our star right, magazine. Huh. So, well, Hitler was very well read. 
Mm-hmm. There was an article, uh, I'm going to have to take a top-of-the-hour break here, and there's a couple things I want to talk to you again about FS, but, you know, there sure. was an article that um, uh, I read in the Atlantic Monthly, uh, and uh, this uh, researcher had gotten in to, uh, to see uh, Hitler's books, uh, and Hitler was very well-read at the time, and uh, he was always very well-read, and he had... Uh, uh, extensive uh, marginalia, that's the writing in the margins of his books, and uh, he, he was he was a very, he read all kinds of things, and so he, he's quite an interesting person, but anyway, let's take a break here at the top of the hour. Vanguard Radio for the precious 8%. 